Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bengalis in New York show. My name is Arik and uh, we were repping it for, you know, the Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and all over the world. So welcome and enjoy. Woo! So you work for the Knicks. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> That's a weird way to start, right? I know. Um, so here's the thing. I was with the Madison Square Garden Company okay. since 2008. Okay. So that's a long time. So in that time, from 2008 till now, I've had different jobs. Okay. Uh, and yes, for about seven years, eight years, I did live production for the New York Knicks, where I got to be inside the production truck. And I worked my, I mean, I worked my way up. It's not like all of a sudden they gave me all these yeah, responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. I was an intern, then a PA, and then I basically was just doing... Um, they trusted me to run the stats live. So what I mean by that is when you watch a game, mm-hmm. um, you know, the score on the bottom, yeah. any stat that comes out of the score box, um, records, streaks, points, rebounds, assists, someone gets ejected, someone's hurt, all that stuff that comes out of that, that's me telling the operator, okay, when we get to camera one, I want Carmelo Anthony points, rebounds, assists. Camera one, go. No assist, come on, let's be real. Well, n- not anymore. I'm joking. But <laughs> he's, he's doing well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i a huge sports fan. I'm a huge basketball fan. Oh, really? That's cool. So it was a dream come true to That's be That's amazing. There. What year did you start your internship? 2008. Wow. You want to have something funny? I just told you that I'm in finance, but there was this point in my college career where I had this, I had two internships. One was Madison Square Garden HR. Oh. <laughs> and it was paid. And then the other one was UBS, it's a big financial services company, non-paid. But I was an econ major, mm-hmm. and what did I do? I took the finance route. And I yeah. took the non-paid internship at UBS, and it worked out for me in staying in finance. Right. But I swear to God, I would have been 10 times happier if I took the MSG job. Listen, I, just, I think I just knew what I wanted, and I knew where I wanted to be. I don't think it was, because I did a lot I of theater. I the answer to that. Set up, sorry. I have a theater background, and I did a lot of on and off-stage theater production and, you know, acting on stage, but also going behind the scenes. And I think that's what got me the internship at the Garden. So I had no idea I could mix my love for basketball and my love for production together, and that's what they gave me. So wow. it was a no-brainer for me. Wow. It was just, I apply, I remember applying for like CBS, WB11, NBC, MSG, and a lot of people came back to me, but they said, you know, you're... Your schedule's really hectic. We don't think we can do it because I was acting a lot. Mm. So MSG was the one that was like, we can work with your schedule. Mm. And so that's why I took them and it ended up being the best thing in my life. Because yeah, it sounds like it. So were you an Knicks fan going in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I came to the country in 1990. So Me too. You did? Yeah, OP1. How did you go? Yes. Me too. Nobody knows what that is. That's I know. Funny, you know. I feel like that was the first year it opened. Everybody knows Bash. DB. Everybody knows right. DB. OP was the first lottery. Exactly. My dad got that. That's so interesting. Exactly. Our, my family I wonder too. if our families know each other. Maybe. Well, when did they? Where did they first land? Um, I don't know if it was the Bronx or the Lower East Side, but we ended up settling the Lower East Side. Lower like, East Side. We okay. moved probably nine times in the Lower East Side in that first year that we moved here. What did your parents do? So my mom, um, they were obviously very young when they got married, and I was very young when I came here. So no English, no college degree, no high school degree. My dad had a high school degree, but no English, no money, no nothing. Yeah. So. 
back home, my dad was a factory worker. My mom was only 16, 17, whatever, so she was just at home here without degrees. My dad is now a custodian. My mom's a lunch lady. Okay. Very proud of them. Very, yeah. Um, I think I met your mom. Was she at the event? She was. Yeah, I think I met her. Oh, nice. It was very nice. You didn't yeah. meet me, but you met my mom? Yeah. Well, you're, it was people crowded around you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And unfortunately, you're not people crowded around your mom. Isn't she a sweetheart? <laughs> she was very nice, I remember. Yeah, yeah. she's such a sweetheart. She cried. I was like, I can't look at you. <laughs> Um, but that was probably, um, you know how it is in our culture to have her be a part of that was yeah. hard for me to do and surreal and I was so grateful. But anyway, yeah, she's a, she's a lunch lady. That's know? cool. Yeah. So you were in the short film Dawat and how would you say the mom in Dawat is compared to your mom? Are they similar? So yeah, in the beginning, my mom was like okay. that. Um, but she, I feel like my parents just didn't know any better. They just assumed like we brought our children here for better opportunities and we're very grateful and lucky but please don't become american <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so, it's just so unfair it is so unfair so it's like the byproduct so i yeah. think my mom obviously over the years became more understanding but for sure at the time when i was an undergrad absolutely my mom would not let that fly she would not let me go across country there's no yeah. way but had that happened now like what i'm doing now i live by myself that's unheard of unmarried by myself you know what I'm saying yeah and to be pursuing acting that's that's a huge for them like I applaud them for being okay with all that so I know you were in a lot of plays in school um, when did you know like you wanted to be an actress but you also write like when did you know you wanted to be an actress and, and a writer so um, I don't think there was a moment where I was like uh-huh yeah. it, it was just a love like I was falling in love with the arts and it started when um, my parents put me into BIPA English and yeah. performing arts and you know at first it felt like a chore but there was something about being on stage and performing and getting reaction out of people there was something exhilarating about that and in my school in my elementary school they had a lot of school plays so I decided let me try out a play next thing you know I'm in every single play every mm. single musical every single show I just couldn't get enough of it how old were you when you came here so I don't tell anyone my age. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was now I asked you because I wonder if you had an accent. That's why I said oh. we were in these plays. No, you were I, too little. I think I was way too little to okay. have an accent. No. Okay. Yeah, and now I'm just like a straight up New Yorker. So every once in a while, like I'll say coffee, but that's like <laughs> that's a yeah. Thing. No, I meant like I was wondering if you came here when you were uh, a little bit old, if you had an accent. My brother had slight a slight accent when he came here. I have a, I, mean, I don't think I do, but I, but I, I didn't know English, and I had to yeah. learn. No, for sure. I think that. Um, I, I don't, my memory for that from that time is pretty bad, yeah. but um, we were learning Spanish and English at the same time. <laughs> I know, it's Lower really, East Side yeah. in the 90s, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? So, and then my parents were also learning Spanish and English at the oh, same really? time. Okay. My, and then it just broken like Spanglish stuff. But like when we were in school, of course we would come back home and then my parents would learn from hearing me and my older brother speaking in English. Um, but yeah, I think just it, it it was naturally like English first and a little bit of Spanish and then like honing in on the Bengali because okay. obviously that was spoken at home. So it was three things going on at the same time, basically. <laughs> so then after Bipa, what did you go? Did you go to school for, for acting? Yeah. So when I was about 15, I auditioned to be in this youth program called Youth on Stage, part of the All Stars Project. And they house many programs, uh, business, dancing, writing, acting. Um, so of course I decided to go into the acting program because my school, my high school didn't have a theater. So yeah. 
I looked elsewhere and um, I had been doing that for three summers straight, like three intensive summers. After graduating, I auditioned for their shows. I ended up in a lot of their shows. And the next thing you know, I'm behind the scenes. I'm helping to direct shows. I'm helping to produce shows. Um, I started teaching, like it was full circle. I taught at the same program that I was a student of and I'm teaching alongside Tony Danza. Wow. For three summers I read straight. that, that's yes. amazing. And he is, he feels the same way I do about the arts. He's, yeah. Cause he was a volunteer teacher and so was I. We okay. weren't getting paid for it. Okay. He did it for the love. Yeah. And he did it because he could see like right away the way these kids just lit up when yeah. you open them up. Because yeah. just like me, I used to be a little shy and this opened me up and then you see that in other young people and you want to be a part of that. And Tony's uh, super talented. He's like Malta. He sings, dances, Amazing. everything, right? Yeah. People don't, uh, who's the boss? I used to love who's the boss as a kid. Yeah, and Taxi. Shows. Taxi and too. He was really young in Taxi. Yeah, wow. and he was actually, he was on Broadway one of the summers that he was teaching. Okay. So I remember like we had a graduation. He ran to curtain call, did his thing, came back. Like okay. he was so dedicated. Yeah. Uh, the program's on 42nd Street, so it was easy to go to his show. But um, super dedicated, super talented, yeah. very much about the kids, like okay. in genuinely interested in their development. And talk about accents. He has a thick New York accent. Yeah. And he got past that, yeah. which is great to see. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Yeah. 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 But I love that about him. Like, keep it. Don't lose it too much. How did that happen? So um, I'm in the film festival circuit right now for a few other films. Um, my last film, A Happy Divorce. Um, has been in I think 17 film festivals we've won 10 awards wow. including two best actress awards I don't know amazing it's so crazy but um, I was in touch with while this is all happening I was in touch with uh, one of the writers and producers Iswana yeah so we actually met um, a few years ago at a um, music um, like launch um, yeah for Anik Khan mm. so we bonded over that and we kept in touch. Of course, we followed each other on social media. She noticed I was doing all this acting work, and she she suggested that I should audition for this role. And so, of course, I auditioned, um, and I got the part. Oh, yeah. Was it? Did you expect that you'd get it? How do you think the audition went? I um, I always think I do my best, but not good enough. Yeah. And as a creative or I guess like anybody you never think you're gonna get it and mm -hmm. you never think you're good enough mm -hmm. I've had a thousand no's in my face the I, no's are good the no's are great yeah the no's are great they, so, they give you feedback right? exactly well not always no they don't, they don't give you not feedback always. how does that work um, they'll just say sorry we, we went with another direction in a, di in a different direction or you know you didn't get the part but we'll keep you in mind for something else in the future mm. or no response at all and then you hear about the movie and it's some other actress really yeah have you ever like have you ever had an have an audition where you like thought you nailed it and but then you didn't hear anything? No, I never think I nailed it. Oh really? I, I, I'm very critical. I've only had auditions where I think I sucked that's and then they'll call me and be like you were the perfect person for it. That's oh, interesting. Cool. <laughs> Do you watch uh, that the Aziz Ansari show uh, Master, Master of None? Of None? Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? Yes. This is an interesting episode. I was watching it rewatching it last night. There was an episode where he like he auditions for something um, and, and his friend also, who's also brought auditions for something. And he has to do the accent? Yeah, he wants, he doesn't want to do the accent. Okay. So that's actually a good question. Have you ever been asked to do the accent? And then I have another question, but okay. I have, then I have another question. And that's, there's this, there's, uh, and then what happens is this, this producer guy says in an email, uh, something slightly racist. He's like, oh, um, uh, they have to choose between one of the two brown guys. And he's like, oh, let's try to curry 
one's favor or something slightly racist. So I guess my question is first, um, the accent, and then also, like, have you ever had that sort of, like, slight, subtle racism? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so the accent thing, I've, I've been asked by regular people to do an accent. They're like, not, not even in the film industry, just regular people be like, oh, you're an actor? Do this and that in your accent and do the thing with your head. <laughs> um, Wait, what head? What the head the, thing? You know. Wait, that's a brown thing? It is apparently to them. I have never, what? They're like the, when you bobble. That's um, so weird. But apparently I do it. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so I've been told to, they're like, you know, don't you have an accent? I'm like, no, we're, we're, everybody has an accent. You have an accent. This is yeah. what I'm telling them. Um, but I've been asked to play like a terrorist wife. I've been asked to um, play um, just somebody, anybody in a hijab. Like they didn't even care if it was um, like if I, if it was a mosque scene. They just throw on this hijab, and you know they don't they don't care about the details behind it. They just they're like, oh, brown girl with black hair, get in yeah. there. Um, I. As far as like racism goes, not overt, of course, but very subtle microaggressions. Of course, yeah. Um, you speak very well, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, should I not? Yeah, right? Just because I wasn't born here. Um, oh, you look like Frida Pinto. No, I don't. You're only saying that because it's a brown movie. <laughs> um, um, why didn't you? I don't know. I can't even think of more examples, but subtle things like that that yeah. you know are not right. But, but at least, you know, sometimes I think about it, at least there's some progress. At least, like, because, you know, back in the day, you know, they should always portray brown people as terrorists. Or, or, but at least they're actually getting brown people to play these people. Because, mm -hmm. you know, there were times where they just have, you know, uh, white people play brown people that are terrorists. Like, in the in one of the episodes of Aziz Ansari's show, I, he talks, talks about it. You're in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. Johnny Number no. 5. Johnny Number no. 5. Yeah. That was like, I should watch. I've seen that movie. A short circuit. It's about this robot, and he has this guy that who's like a sidekick, and it's an Indian guy, but it's played by Fisher Stevens, who's a white guy, I know. and they browned him up. Like what the hell? I know. So, Isn't Apu's voice? There's a whole documentary on the voice of Apu. Yeah, um, yeah. The the and the guys. The some of the, I think Hank Azaria played him, and mm -hmm. Hank Azaria, you know, came out saying like he regrets it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of examples of. That. I mean, Prince of Persia. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, mm. There were Facebook. You know the guy, the 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 guy Max something. He's one of the found. He's one of the people suing Facebook. Uh, in real life, he's a brown dude, but in it's oh, played in by a white. In the movie, mm, it's played by right. some white dude. I mean, again, like I just feel like there's so many brown actors out there. Like yeah. hire one. Right. Like, you know. I mean, I would love your um, opinion on this. Somebody, a, a casting director once asked me to play the role of a Native American. And I said no because I said if this story is, the plot is around the Native American plight, I shouldn't be playing it. There are Native American actors you can reach out to. Um, now, if you just wanted the look and it has nothing to do with being Native American, I can fulfill the look. But he said to me, you're just acting. You shouldn't take it too seriously. You're not going to make it too far in this business if you do that. 
I morally, I, I felt good about my decision. Yeah, I'm um, proud of you for doing that. Yeah. yeah. And it's tough because it's a job. It is a job. That's really tough. And also, you don't want a casting director going to tell other casting directors, like, hey, this girl, she's difficult. Yeah. You don't want that label, right? Do not want what that What do you think about what's going on with, um, what's her name, America's Got Talent? She's being labeled difficult because of... Like, no. Mel B? No, not Mel B. Uh, Dwayne Wade's wife. Gabrielle oh, Gabrielle so with she, her hair. She's got kicked off. She got kicked off. America's Got Talent and... You know they are saying she's difficult um, because she she said that Jay Leno and and uh, the head guy whatever his name is you know made a lot of made some racist jokes. You know I, I yeah I don't know it's, it's int- I I don't know it's, sometimes I feel like jokes some comedians should get a, get some leeway but I don't know it's just not an, it's not easy and it, it'll take a long time to like to peel. Yeah. It's not easy because I because I, I also like I feel like you it's especially with a comedian. I, well, you have to know people's intent. Like, if someone's intent is to make you laugh and they say something that's slightly racist, their intent is to make you laugh. So I, I'm yeah. fine with that. But, like, um, yeah, it's if just their not, intent it's not to easy. put you down yeah. or blank, yeah, exactly. make a blanket s- statement. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think someone who's good at um, doing that is Dave Chappelle. Like, he knows how to yeah. walk that fine line yeah. of. He says co- something, but he's an, everybody knows his Dave and he's yeah. not, he doesn't mean anything by right. it. And, and he's actually yeah. really smart and he's, he's a storyteller. Super he, intelligent, yeah. He's, he's not trying to put yeah. anyone down yeah um but i think we've always like the female body the female voice has always been policed and it's usually policed by white men especially in these industries and mm. so i think she's valid in feeling the way she does because if it had been uh one of the other guys i don't think it would have been that much of an issue it would have been like okay let's take care of it yeah. rather than you're being difficult yeah women are always being told they're being too difficult mm. interesting i you know it's one thing i realized that i told you i had a really tough day at work today I realized that like I'm so much more critical of my mistakes than my Shada colleagues are. Mm. Like they're so not critical of their mistakes. Like mm. if I make a mistake and somebody points me on it, I'm like I want to go and like I really want to like go under the table and like holy crap I got caught. Yeah. But then I have coworkers who like uh, sometimes I'll point out their mistakes and I'm like what the hell is so calm about it? Yeah, it's that's very true. I didn't even notice that, but I think I have that same complex. Yeah. I think I'm very hard on myself, whereas they're like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Next. And because of that, it's. Because they the response is that way, I feel like it's interpreted that it's not a big mistake. Mm. Whereas me, like I, I, uh, you know, I, I don't internalize it. Like, and I'm like, it's, it's something I, I just really thought about today. It's interesting because um, it and it's not the same at all. But you know, in, in the corporate world, it's a little bit of like stereotypes too. Like automatically for a long time, I was a brown dude, so like oh, computer questions. Mm. Even though that's not my role. Like I'm in like completely different in part of finance. But like yeah. Listen, he must know how to fix it. I'm a brown girl <laughs> in sports. They're automatically like, oh, the exotic one. Oh, the oh. foreign one. Oh, the, oh. um, she must do some really, like, just really fucked up shit. Oh, because wow. being a female and being brown, it's like, I'm not black, I'm not Spanish, I'm not white. So I'm this other. And they don't know what to make of that because, you know, I'm a nice person. I get my job done. They're, there's, um, they get comfortable. Mm. And and then I get labeled in other ways that they think are positive, but I feel is stereotypical, mm. like being called exotic. I to them, they're that. like it's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. Me it's like no, it's not. No. It's more to me than that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Who are some of your acting uh, role models, people that you looked up to? Oh, okay. So I grew up in this is the '90s. So thank God for '90s TV. Um, funny enough, I grew up watching like Wayne's Rose, the Jamie Foxx show. Love Steve Harvey Fox. show, um, Martin, 
Yep. Um, obviously, like Fresh Prince. So, like, I grew up watching these comedies, and I love comedy. I don't do enough comedy, but I love it, and it's probably because that's just what I grew up watching with my father. We would like be working on our English, <laughs> I guess, and laughing and um, just loving like these very exaggerated way of acting and like that slapstick comedy just you know it made us happy because yeah. we understood it we didn't have to understand what they were saying we understood what they were doing and it was hilarious i love nandi's tv right, right? it's you, so good what, 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 what was your dad's favorite show i'm gonna have to say wayne's bros really yeah you mentioned all those that entire list wayne's brother was the only one i didn't watch i don't know why really? where was it on I think cable. Well, everything I feel like started out on Channel 9, and then Channel 9 doesn't exist anymore. So I think it ended up on Channel oh, 11. Oh, Wayne's Brothers. Of course. Yeah, WB. Of course. Yeah. I'm thinking like something else. Of course, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But we also and watched... And it, it didn't end. They didn't no. have a last episode. No. Which is really unfortunate. Yeah. But they're super talented. Like yeah. the most talented family ever. Yeah. And like Martin, like you could put on any Martin episode yeah. and just die laughing. And I love that my, my parents could laugh because... Again, you didn't have to understand like the details of the jokes. You just knew that what they were doing was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we just had a lot of that at home. Obviously, a lot of Bollywood, but um, I think those comedians is what I watched growing up. So they were not necessarily acting inspirations. They were like, they just inspired me to want to be that big and yeah. like perform that big. Um, Fresh Prince, I think, is one of the most underrated shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, just funny, but Old Smith, you could see, like, if you look at the first season versus, like, the last season, huge difference in his huge. talent. Like, there's scenes in the first season of, of Fresh Prince where Will Smith, like, he was so amateur that he was, he explained it, where he was, like, in, during, during scenes, he memorized the entire script. He was so nervous. And for him to be on cue, he would memorize the other person's lines too and he would mumble you could see his mouth moving in certain wow. scenes but he's like he's like this wow. and he and because he's like he that's how he would know when he hit when his line was up it's crazy he's he's definitely like an og legendary person to watch because to come from music oh yeah to do a comedy tv show then to do like dramas then to do rom-coms then to do superhero movies like he's done it all and yeah. he has like such a wide range in He's such a good father. He's such a good husband. Yeah. Like I don't. I can see him running for president. He should. He should. I, I feel like he will. Cause now he's like big on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's doing all the stuff on YouTube. I think he has a goal. I feel like there's could. something going on there. He could. He could. I don't know if he wants to, but he should. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people like him and like Viola Davis, Halle Berry, Denzel. What happened to Halle Berry? I feel like she's not getting the mainstream roles anymore. Um. Well, she. I recently saw an article after they named the new Catwoman, and she was totally happy about it I, or I don't know if they like settled on it but there was an article about like who could be Catwoman and she had a statement about it I think it's just she, I guess some people just have their time you know I think if she wanted to she could totally come back onto the scene there's nothing and she had she had a child too I don't know if that's why but I don't know but she's super talented yeah, I'm just curious yeah no same she's but she's been in every like every movie <laughs> yeah she's amazing um do you ever fear that like being pigeonholed into like a specific category well luckily i've been doing almost every genre myself okay. so i don't have that fear anymore i did in the beginning i thought that um i was always getting cast as like like the other girl the the, the girl that breaks up the you know the, the ex-girlfriend the uh, yeah. the foreigner <laughs> but now i'm getting lead roles and they've I've done two sci-fis, I've done dramas, I've done a rom-com, I've done comedy itself, feature shorts, um, 
and I'm loving it all because it's more so about the story. As long as I like the story, I'm going to take it on no matter what genre it is, and people are trusting me with their genre. Mm. I'm loving it. Who are some of like the your favorite directors and actors that you work with? Oh, well, I mean, I have to... Tony Danza, you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so... I'm doing independent film right now, and I have a lot of people that I'm working with that are also on the come up. Um, for example, Jamal Hodge, who directed A Happy Divorce. His last couple of films were at uh, the Cannes Film Festival in, cool. in um, France, and he's his next project he's a producer on. He's working with an anim animation. He's doing a cartoon, and um, the they lock down the voices, and it's Nick Cannon, Whoopi Goldberg, and some big time people. So yeah, the man's making moves he's been making moves he comes from humble beginnings just like a really like, fucked up life but um i think the best stories come out of that so he he and i were, were really close during that happy divorce um shooting and now with the film festival circuit we've gotten even closer and i'm just appreciating like that those kind of people around me um people who are just seasoned and know what they're doing and know what they want he's also a writer and he he trusts me to like we we just decided recently that we were going to do um i was going to shoot some more from a happy divorce because we shot about 45 minutes worth of film but only put out 24 minutes mm. so we're going to repurpose the other stuff and he's like i want you to come back and do it in this whole other repurposed way he just trusts that i can bring that back to life and i appreciate him for that um so, so how does that work it's going to get released in theaters or how, like how does that come the out? happy divorce or that the, the part the pieces that they're going to repurpose yeah so else? i think he has a vision for it and it's some other platform that he told me about it's like a he's going to use a poem that he wrote to um narrate the pieces that we didn't use and use it for a poetry um narration platform That's that he knows about which That's really interesting about. yeah so much I guess there's so much more um, to the business side of this stuff that I don't understand. I don't have any exposure. Talk, talk about that. So you probably have an agent, right? Like, how does that stuff work? How do you, how do you get paid? Do you get, I get a bi-weekly salary in my bank. Like, how, do, how does that work with you? So, um, believe it or not, I do everything by myself. Okay. I do not have an agent or manager. Is that because you don't want an agent? I do. Okay. I do. Um, I have been managing everything... Um, from negotiations to um, contract details, like things like what kind of footage I can grab from you know the film, to um, setting up meetings, to um, I design my own website. Like I, I use. I saw your website. It's good. Thank you. What did you use? I use Squarespace, which they make it Great. very easy yeah. for you to do. Um, but I put in all you know. I've been I've been just putting it all my all into all these things. Um, and yeah, so every even like rejections to other people when they reach out to me for scripts, which by the way, to even get to that point where people are now reaching out to me, That's like insane. no audition needed, they're like, we want you to for the part, wow. yes or no. I shouldn't have to say yes or no. It should be an agent saying, you know, she won't be taking this role this time. It's harder when I'm also the actor mm. to tell someone no because that you don't want that relationship. Mm. to be skewed yeah. I just want to be the actor but for now for me to jump in and be like well, I'm sorry I'm not interested or I'm sorry I can't do it it just puts you don't want that reputation mm. so it's been difficult mm. so are you uh, how does so is it because you've you been being picky with agents or how does that how does that work like no it's just um, the timing I have 
um, a lot of great projects on hand that I'm getting by myself and not mm. to say that it it would get worse or better with an agent I think it would get better but things have been working out yeah and you don't need it at this point it's I do I do it's just that I also don't think I can it's gonna happen yeah. it's just it hasn't happened yet is all it is okay um, I do want to do more research to get mm -hmm. a, the right agent um, I want someone who understands where I can fit in and not just put me in for roles that are one lines and two lines yeah you know um, and also there's dues I gotta pay my agent I gotta yeah I gotta or pay a manager I gotta make sure that I'm making it uh, getting enough work to pay them back so they get their percent um, there's a lot that goes into it that I'm just not prepared for because I'm doing everything by myself mm. I need a moment of no shooting I told myself I wasn't gonna shoot anymore I booked two more things this month oh no yeah oh wow and and again you still have a full-time job mm -hmm. which is amazing it's insane is it like nine to five yeah that's insane yeah Wow. It's pretty insane. I'm don't What's know. What's your tip? What are your tips on time management? If you love it, you make it work. Yeah. Um, but I, no hour is wasted, and I'm I'm very I schedule everything. I even schedule. This is sad. I schedule like my breaks. I schedule when yeah. to um, see my family. Like that's important to me. I schedule when I have my social time versus when I I have to be on my laptop and work. Um, on my stuff versus when I should focus on corporate shit. You have siblings? Two brothers. Oh, older or younger? One older, one younger. Oh, cool. How Were they supportive of uh, your acting? Absolutely. Oh, that's cool. My older brother was like my best friend, so he's always been supportive of all that's that great. stuff. Um, my little brother was born here. He's the first born. Okay. The first American born. So he just thinks I'm cool because I would take him to Knicks games all the time. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's he cool. loves that shit. That's cool. Yeah. So what's what do you have coming up that people should be aware of? I know Dawat and where what's this, where where can people watch Dawat? I mean I saw it at a screening, but where can people watch yeah, it? Yeah, so I think they're submitting to film festivals, so you should be able to watch it in film Great. festivals next year. Yeah. Wow, cool. I hope so. Yeah, I, I haven't really heard too many details, but I'm sure once I find once they find out, they'll let me know and I'll let social media know. Great. And then and what's what is your social media? What's your IG? At New York Sita okay. because Sita Sarkar was taken. <laughs> so it's uh, New York spelled out and then Sita because it was a play on New York City. Mm. New York Sita. Yeah, like, oh, I just, I just realized that. <laughs> Obviously, I'll put it on the Instagram as well. Yeah. Um, and then your other works, how do people, where do people find your other works? Sure, so I usually update my site depending on what's out. Um, I shot about somewhere in the double digits of films in the last couple of years. So wow. there's a lot of things in post production that I don't know when they'll be out. But um, a lot of exciting things coming out, mostly in the film festival circuit. Mm, so okay. it would just be me probably letting people know via social media or my website um, when they can see all these things. But Dawat, hopefully next year, and um, Happy Divorce, you might be able to a couple more times next year. We were pretty much done, but we might have a couple more screenings. ICU is a, a sci-fi thriller I did. Um, should be able to wow. see that a couple of times. Next year, that was really fun. Wow. Um, and, um, gosh, I I mean, I'm working on my own personal stuff, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, because you're a writer, too. So <laughs> yeah. we didn't talk about the writing piece at all. So what kind of stuff are you working on writing? Yeah, so I love getting to do other people's projects. But after a while, you know, you just you want to do your own projects. So I have, um, I finally decided that I want it to be a series. I was writing it as a film, but I had so many ideas for episodes that I thought, like, you know, this doesn't have to be a film. This could be broken up, and hopefully someone will like the pilot enough to mm. invest in the rest of it. Um, 
but yeah, I've, I've written about 12 uh, scenes or episodes, um, but the focus will be on the pilot that I wrote that I'm very proud of and love and have told some friends of mine, producers, DPs, they all love it and want to work on it. So now I got to get me a budget because I want to pay these people. Wow. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of interest, which I'm very grateful for because, you know, I'm very critical of myself. So sometimes you need that validation that your work is good and people believe in it. So That's cool. Wow. A yeah. lot going on. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. And uh, we'll obviously hear from you that yeah. you have so much going on. Yeah, for sure. And uh, please, please do something about the mix. I'm going to suit up. I'll just play for them. <laughs> you probably do better than they are. <laughs> Bye, everyone. The red and green I beat is always in my heart. I do it for my people, always in my thoughts. I got to be honest with diamonds and pearls. Yeah, yeah. Bengalis in New York. All over the world. It's the bony show. Can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live From the slang we spit to the gangs we with It doesn't matter, we the essence of the Bangladesh I say, hey, come on Can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live From the slang we